I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we're sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Thanks for joining us today. We've had such a positive response to the podcast so far, and we really appreciate you being part of this endeavor. You're really helping us grow by sharing and reviewing the podcast. We'd love to see what you're doing as you're listening. So share an Instagram story where you're listening and tag us at Birth Naturally, and we'll be sure to repost in our stories. I'm always listening to podcasts while cooking. What about you, Kaylee? Well, I'm on the road a lot as a realtor, so driving from appointment to appointment, podcasts make the time go fast. Yeah, definitely. So today's story is Taylor's two births. She became interested in birth at a young age before motherhood was even on her mind. She became a mom earlier than expected, and it solidified her plan to start down the path of becoming a midwife. Listen to Taylor's story for this unique perspective of a young mom who gave birth at both a birth center and at home with experience as a doula and student midwife. They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet. And I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the, the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birthnaturally to start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. 
Hi, Taylor. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Hey. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? So I am a 23-year-old mom, and I live in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, I married my high school sweetheart, (laughs) and we've been married for almost three years. And so we have two little ones now, and they're almost exactly two years apart, but split by a couple weeks. And I just had my second baby on January 1st, which... Feels so far away, but yet still so close. (laughs) Congratulations. Thanks. So you are also a doula and a student midwife as well? Yep. I have been a doula for about five years, and I've been actively pursuing midwifery for about two at a birth center here in Charlottesville, Virginia. Wow. So what got you started um, as a doula? Um, I feel like I kind of realized that birth was um, being, it was taking a weird path when I was in college. Like I just realized there was a different way that people were doing things now. And I was opened up to natural birthing and how things could look instead of going to the hospital. Cause that was always my viewpoint of how birth had to look. That's really cool that you figure that out before you even you know, thought about having kids. True. Yeah. And I actually stopped pursuing being a doula until I had a baby because I was like, I can't walk with mothers entering this if I've never experienced it myself. Yeah. I I can definitely see that. Yeah. But I mean, not to shame any doulas who have not had babies because they're, it was just my own personal feeling. Sure. It gives you a different perspective. I'm sure. Yeah. And how how do you manage, I know it's an on-call kind of lifestyle if you're a doula and a midwife. So how have you managed to balance motherhood and being a birth worker? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, so thankfully, my husband has transitioned into this job for the past year of, he is pretty much home all of the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he, um, and if he does have to go in, he is home really early and doesn't have to, you know, necessarily have to go in all the time. So if I am at a birth or something, he can stay home with the babies and all of that. So um, when I first started my internship at the birth center, I would take my son with me because he was about a couple months old. And he kind of did that until he was um, probably eight months and able to stay home with dad. And then now with this one, of course, my whole birth team that I work with attended my birth. So they're all super excited for me to bring her to work. Wow, that's so cool. So from your work as a doula and student midwife, is there anything that you'd like to share to moms who are still very fearful of childbirth? Hmm. I feel like it's a really normal thing to be afraid of because you, you truly don't know what it's going to feel like, how it's going to happen, how events are going to unfold. And that's every time, you know, Mm -hmm. I've had two babies and I was still had that fear come up um, coming into my second birth about how is this going to happen? You know, what if something goes wrong? You know, those thoughts are just totally normal. And you really just have to plan for what you want and be able to I guess, roll with the punches, if you want to say that. Like, if something does arise, it's okay, and you just let it 
roll right off of you. It's okay. Just keep moving with the motions and, um, you know, using your knowledge to make decisions from then on. Yeah, that's really, that's really good advice. I'm um, pregnant with my third and thank you. And planning my first home birth. So I have um, a lot of these fears that pop up, you know, just fear of the unknown, which I think is normal, but I kind of weigh that with my experience in the hospital and how much I'd rather right. be comfortable in my birth experience. Exactly. I mean, this was my first home birth. My last birth was at the actual birth center that I work at. So it was still totally different in my opinion, having to plan for people showing up at my house for like five weeks. I was just cleaning every single day, <laughs> keeping Seriously. everything like pristine. I did the same um, thing. That is, that is something I have been thinking about because I think about if somebody's just popping into my house, I want my house to be clean. And if you're right. having, you know, people in your house for an extended period of time yeah. and you're giving birth, I'm like, and you don't know where you're going to be, where they're going to be. Yeah, so, so the, the whole, whole house has to be clean. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. I That's funny. docked our entire house with like blankets and pillows. And it, was just, <laughs> it had to be spotless in my mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was rough. That is funny. That's like a, I thought I was a crazy person for considering this, but all right. That makes you feel a little better. <laughs> no. Yeah. Everyone showed up and I was like, of course, trying to host them. And I'm like, all right, there's blankets, there's a mattress. Like, there's Should I make a cheese plate? <laughs> right. No, I was like, here's some snacks. This. Oh man. They were watching the office while I was in early labor. It was great. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Well, let's get into the good stuff. Let's start talking about when you found out you were pregnant with your first. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was engaged, but I wasn't married yet, which totally rocked my husband's parents' world. They were oh, <laughs> very yeah. excited about that. <laughs> um, so we had already been planning a wedding in November, and then we ended up moving it to June <laughs> because we didn't want to be eight months pregnant when we were getting married. Um, so that was, it was terrifying. I feel like I was still really young and I was very, I was really in my maiden part of my life and I don't think I was ready for a child, but I knew that a child was coming. Like I just felt a child was coming like a year before I was actually pregnant. Um, but as soon as it happened, I was in shock for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, but then that, it took a while for me to be okay with the fact that I was going to have a baby and then we got married and everything was amazing after that. So, (laughs) yeah, but, um, I feel like because I had already started diving into doula work, I knew that I definitely did not want to go to the hospital if I could avoid it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was my original plan to have a home birth, but then if my mom was definitely very worried about me having home birth for my first baby. So I scouted out my local birth center, which is actually an over an hour away from me because we just don't really have many options here in central Virginia. Cause I live, I live in a city now, but it's still very rural. <laughs> so how are you feeling during your pregnancy? Um, I had a really awesome first pregnancy physically. I feel like I always struggle more emotionally. Um, 
I definitely struggle with um, perinatal depression while I'm pregnant and um, that always gets the best of me it seems because it happened again this time Um, but physically it was awesome I was like this is great I can have 20 babies (laughs) so how did you handle your perinatal depression Um, I would definitely say the first pregnancy I did nothing about it I like did not realize that it was like even did you not even realize it was perinatal depression? Did you think it was just oh no all I the definitely, changes? I definitely realized it, and okay. I, I mean I brought it up to my wife and gave me some great resources, but I think they were just too expensive for me to like follow through with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just didn't do it. I just ignored it. But um, I mean I had struggled with depression for most of my life, so I was you know just equipped to deal with it. Right. Okay. So let's get into going into labor. How did you know that you were in labor? With my first, Mm -hmm. I, um, honestly, we did a lot to get this baby out. (laughs) Were you late? Yeah. I mean, I went the typical week and three days over and I was just like emotionally like this baby is never going to come out of me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like, and I was just crying every day like there's something wrong like it's just not gonna happen what can I do and I, I was doing circles on the ball like everything I could think of to do it and finally my midwife was like okay let's do some castor oil <laughs> which <laughs> we do it very often and you have to do it really right you know not to mess up your digestive tract if you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously um, <laughs> so we did that and I was like having contractions randomly all day long, like 20 minutes apart. And then that evening I was like, I'm just in a lot of pain when I try to move around and like, I couldn't sit down, but my contractions weren't really consistent yet. And just so you know, I had gone in the night prior and it was a false alarm and my contractions fizzled out. And of course I kept everyone up until like five in the morning and now I work there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I feel terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I went in and made them come in again because I was so worried about, um, just something was like wrong. I had no idea I was in labor, but I showed up and I was five centimeters and they were like, you can probably stay, you know, it might be a while, but you can just lay down and rest in the bed and we'll stay. So we stayed and I chilled all night and just rested in between my contractions. And it was, I swear, such an easy labor. <laughs> and I just had the thought, I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready to push. And then just the contractions on that end were just so slow. And I was totally pushing when I shouldn't have been. And I pushed for what felt like a really, really long time. It was definitely almost two hours of pushing, oh. but um, which is not a lot. Compared to some people. No, but it (laughs) feels like a lot. It feels like a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So I finally, finally had him. My midwife actually had to help me like tilt his head a different way when he was coming down the canal, which was fun and interesting. (laughs) But I'm so glad she did it because then he came right out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But yeah, that was was amazing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. His so was just did, a little asynclinic. <laughs> did you do anything to prepare for a natural labor? Um, Sounds like I, it went so smoothly, but 
I mean, it really did go so smoothly. I just made sure I was, you know, walking a little bit in my pregnancy and eating as well as I could. I definitely had milkshakes far too often. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, we always do some herbs before for our first-time moms. It's called Christopher's Birth Prep. And then we do borage oil internally. And um, I think I also was on some blood pressure herbs, but all just herbal things to like prep your body um, for an easier labor, not really to send you into labor. Okay. Did you start those herbs, were they throughout your pregnancy or are they just at the end? I've never heard of those. Yeah, they're just at the end. You do them after 37 weeks just because of you don't want to risk going Mm -hmm. into labor early. Oh, cool. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm making mental notes of all of, the, <laughs> all of these tips that from the, the ones that have come before, gone before me. I, <laughs> right. <laughs> so what was your recovery like with your first? Um, recovery was hard because I felt great in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you wake up the next morning, you're like, I can conquer the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's go out to eat. Like, we got this. Um, and then it definitely hit me very hard. And I had stitches that were healing, some labial splits. Like, it was just, it, I should have rested. I really mm-hmm. should have. Yeah. But I'm the type of person who just can't sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, and breastfeeding was the most impossible task I had ever been handed. Mm-hmm. And he, the first day we came home, which was, you know, like right after he was born, um, that evening, he wouldn't wake up and he was just in this low blood sugar state and he hadn't nursed since he was born. And I hadn't realized that because I'd never nursed a baby before and no one, no one caught it because it looked like he had latched and just, it got, you know, stumbled over and not thought about. Um, so that first night we were just desperately trying to get him to eat something. And then from then on, he just never latched. We tried for like four to five months of just every day, just trying random things. And we went to lactation consultants and, you know, we got his tongue tie revised, everything. We did everything. So that made postpartum really difficult because I expected to be able to nurse my baby. And it was just the most heartbreaking thing to not be able to accomplish that or provide for my baby oh. yeah I, I I think most people just assume that it's it's something that's going to become it's going to be so easy it'll right. just come naturally and that's not always the case exactly it takes a lot of learning from both ends mm-hmm. yeah and every journey is different too so you know you could have a hard time with your first and the second could be a breeze you know which is exactly what happened. Oh. <laughs> well, that's good. At least one yeah. of them knew how to do it, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're telling me. I told myself, I'm like, look, this is what you were supposed to be doing. <laughs> so easy. So, so yeah. let's talk about your second. How was your Did you plan the spacing or was your second a surprise? So, um, yeah, my second is totally polar opposite to my first experience. (laughs) Um, I actually had a couple miscarriages in between because I think I was just trying too fast. Um, But I eventually just stopped trying and I was just going to let it happen. 
And then it finally just happened. (laughs) Um, And apparently my body likes to get pregnant around the same time of year. Um, Wow, really? (laughs) Really. Yeah, they were almost had the same due date, but they were a couple (laughs) weeks apart. And then, of course, she was over, you know, her due date as well. Mm -hmm. So we thought. Um, So, of course, I mean, I still struggled through my pregnancy, but this time I was really strangely sick. Like I would just randomly get um, like vomiting spells like every couple weeks or something. It was just the the most random weird kind of morning sickness I've ever seen. Um, So that was really hard. And I really thought it was a boy the whole time until we figured out, of course, it was a girl. (laughs) And that was the most exciting thing ever. Um, I think this time was really different because I knew my birth team so well and I knew birth a lot better. Um, It was also a little scarier because I knew birth better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I knew everything that could happen. Um, So that would occasionally creep into my nerves. And I really wanted it to be like, I wanted to help some local people like, doulas who were still learning and getting their certification. So I kind of just opened it up to, I will teach you how to, um, you know, I'll I'll trade you knowledge for a birth experience. So I let a couple doulas tag along my birth. I let both of my mothers be there, my mom and my mother-in-law. Oh, wow. (laughs) I was like, let's just make it a party. (laughs) (laughs) So how many people ended up being there? Um, I had two midwives, two midwife assistants, and you know my mother, two mother mothers, and um, two doulas. Oh, my wow. husband. All right, wow. I didn't count all that, but that's how many I had. <laughs> wow, quite the team. <laughs> and this time, you said you were planning a home birth. Yeah, so we were planning a home birth, and I actually hired a midwife from our practice and made her drive two hours to my birth, (laughs) which is terrifying for a second baby because you're just expecting everything to go so fast. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So I um, was really just waiting and waiting for, you know, everything to just hit really fast. And then I would have contractions like every night for a little bit. And I was just really expecting it to just hit me and I'm going to have a baby in like three hours. (laughs) (laughs) And did you you were going to go early too? Yeah. I mean, I thought I was going to go at least like on time Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we're creeping up to the due date and I was having contractions every day. So I'm like, okay, it's totally going to happen. Um, and then of course my due date passes Mm -hmm. and for some reason that, you know, that date always just sits in your head and, Mm -hmm really gets to you, even though it's totally like, it's, it's so not accurate. Right. Um, And even when you know that you're, you know, there's, you know, like a two week, basically a month window, you fixate on that date. And when you go past it, something happens in your brain and it's not good. (laughs) No, it's not good. (laughs) Like every hour, it feels like 20 (laughs) waiting for it. Yeah. Oh man. It's terrible. <laughs> so, so for your home birth, um, and this is mostly a question because I'm planning my home birth, what sort of preparations <laughs> did you 
did you do? Like, I know you said you cleaned a lot, but what other, what items did you have on hand and what things were you considering that you wouldn't have to consider if you were going to a birth center or a hospital? Sure. Um, so my, my team brought like, you know, of course all of their stuff, but I went out and bought, um, like chucks pads and tissues to wipe away, um, ultrasound gel and I'm trying to think, Oh my goodness. I had a bunch of, um, receiving blankets I got at Goodwill and I found a mattress protector and we ordered a mattress protector. So we had two and then we got a fitted sheet that was like a dark blue, (laughs) you know, (laughs) things to not make it look super messy. (laughs) Um, and I got aloe vera gel to use with the Doppler, which is nifty because you can just rub it in. It's not so nasty and goofy. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not really a water birth type of person. I don't know. I just didn't, I don't, I can't relax in the bathtub. It's weird. So I didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. I really enjoyed my shower though, which was surprising. Mm-hmm. That really helped me in this labor. So you said you passed your due date. Then how are you feeling as the days went on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I honestly, we really wanted the baby before January 1st. <laughs> um because taxes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. So I was just like, it's okay if I go over my due date, but please come before January first. <laughs> and then of course New Year's Eve hits and I'm having contractions. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe she'll come out before January first. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And then oh man. And then my birth team got there at like one in the morning and of course I'm I haven't had a baby yet. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are, January first. It's a good way like to bring course, in the new year, though. <laughs> right. I know. It's like if I don't want my children to be born on a certain day, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my last one, my first baby, he was born on my birthday. Oh. <laughs> and I, everyone was telling me he was like, "You're gonna have your baby on your birthday." I just know it, and I'm like, "No, absolutely not. I'm not letting that happen." And of course, 10 days over to happen on my birthday. Oh my <laughs> so. gosh. Wow. They don't listen. <laughs> no, they don't. It's good practice for the rest of your mothering life, though. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, that's very true. nothing is really on your terms anymore. Exactly. So. <laughs> Just your whole life is now sacrificial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so her birthday is January 1st, I'm assuming. Yep, she was born January 1st at 10 p.m. She almost went to the second. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but everyone, of course, came in that night before. And, um, you know, I, we all thought it was going to go really fast. And I was three centimeters when they got there, which was very disappointing in my mind. <laughs> Even though I'm a dual and I'm like, you know, you know, don't let the numbers get in your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of they course, I hear that. I'm like, Yeah. I'm like, that's really disappointing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I had, you know, decent contractions all night that were difficult to sleep through. And I woke up and the sun rose again and I was really sad. Oh (laughs) no. And they came in and I wanted them to check me again. And I was still three centimeters. (gasps) And that really was just like, oh my gosh, why? (laughs) So did you do anything to get things moving? Yeah. Um, so that morning we 
of course, are doing all the spending baby stuff and just mm-hmm. kind of not really, you know, exhausting myself with it, but just trying things. And then finally it was lunchtime and nothing was happening still. My contractions were spacing out because it was daytime. And we're like, let's just go get some coffee downtown because I live like a mile away from all the coffee shops and all that stuff. So we went downtown and walked a ton of stairs and <laughs> lunged <laughs> some very high bleachers and got coffee in my room. And I think by that time it was like five o'clock and we were just kind of wondering if we should go home or what we should do. And I made them check me one more time. And that time, both midwives checked me. And we were like, let's figure out what this baby is doing. Um, And because she was sitting really high still, which was worrying me. Because, I mean, we had gotten an ultrasound recently. And there was no cords, you know, tying her up or anything. So I was just really confused, like, why she wouldn't engage, um, which was really stressful. Um, But that vaginal exam showed us that she had a hand up and it was either her elbow was over top of her head or it was just her hand was really high on top of her head. And that's why she wasn't letting herself engage. Um, So, I mean, there's a couple of things you can do to make your, your baby move a hand. You can um, like go in with an ice cube and touch their hand like really (laughs) well like so (laughs) not like through the cervix but like on the outside of the cervix (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I totally thought you meant through the cervix I was like wait what is that that possible okay that's terrible (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness oh man no but we didn't do any of that stuff I was like look I honestly just want you guys to like pray over me and I'm going to go and do awesome weird stuff and I'm going to talk to her. Okay. (laughs) And then we'll reevaluate. We don't Mm -hmm. need to do anything crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then I started doing, like I like put on my birthday list and I was jamming and my midwife told me I needed to do these things called Captain Morgans, which if you're not familiar. Oh yeah. The pose. Yeah. The Captain Morgan pose. (laughs) So I was doing those through some contractions, like on my bed frame, um, just jamming out to my music. And then I would sit on my birth ball and um, do some circles. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go get in the shower and I'm going to have a conversation with this child who will not come out of me. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like getting in the shower is what really changed things. Um, I mean, I, we definitely were like, okay, we need to get contractions back. So let's try some more um, castor oil, which we had done a couple times, which like, it doesn't upset my stomach. This is a personal, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's okay for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I did a little bit of that before I got back in the shower. And I don't think it was even enough time for that to have gone into effect, but I started having contractions and then they were hitting like every two minutes or every three minutes. And then I was like calling for my husband to come time them for me. And then I probably stayed in the shower for like an hour or so. 
And as soon as I was ready to get out, I knew I was like actually in labor because I was asking for help. Like, can you help me get some clothes on? Um, which, you know, before I was hosting everyone and doing things and Mm -hmm. trying to just avoid it maybe. Um, and then immediately from there, I went and laid on the bed and I was just like, please don't go away. My contractions. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I bet. Oh my gosh. And then, so I think I laid there for maybe 10 minutes and I was calling for my midwife to come check me to see if I was actually making progress. And then everything picked up really fast. And I think I was holding on for dear life. And my husband came and started holding my hand through contractions, which was actually helpful, (laughs) surprisingly. Mm -hmm. And then I think everyone just heard me start like being really loud, was making really loud moans, which the first time I was in labor, I didn't make a single noise. Like I barely made noise when I was even pushing. So that was so different for me. Um, And it makes me uncomfortable. I don't really like being a loud person. I don't know what it is. I think I'm just pretty introverted. And so, but I could not hold back. Yeah. And I don't think you I, have any control over it at that <laughs> oh point. My gosh, no, no control. Um, but it was like a freight train had just started plowing through my body. And uh, like all of a sudden everyone is in the room, of course, cause they know I'm about to have a baby cause they hear me. Um, and then I'm asking my husband, I'm like, text the photographer, please. Where is she? <laughs> is she going to make it? <laughs> yeah, no, I was so worried. I was so worried. Everyone told me afterward, they were like, I could see you holding back just a little. And then as soon as your photographer got there, you let go. <laughs> oh. like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as I felt her camera flash. I was like, Oh, I can have a baby now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, um, man, it was, it was insane. That was yeah, the most like, insane thing I've ever felt. Yeah. I mean, for it to go, the early labor was so long and slow. And then all of a sudden it just picked right back up and yeah. As soon as her head like touched my cervix, it was like, okay, go time. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did like from that point until she was born? I think it was probably an hour. Wow. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. it was it was and, and very I'm, I'm assuming pushing was much, much quicker this time. Yeah. So I I don't think I was even in control of my body just um, you know, fetal ejection reflex. Mm. She was coming down. Mm-hmm. And then my water, I realized my water still had not broken yet. And then all of a sudden, a really strong contraction hit me, and it flew everywhere. (laughs) And in that same contraction, her head was presenting at my vagina, which was insane. (laughs) But as soon as my water broke, like I felt totally in control, and everything just like calmed down, and my body was in that like relaxed pushing phase that. I wanted to be in the whole time. <laughs> right. I was worried that she was just going to like fly out. Like I see some moms, you know, have to just, you know, look into the lights of the freight train and <laughs> put the baby out really fast. Seriously. Yeah. No, it was amazing. Cause I really wanted to be able to catch her and like experience the moment of it. 
Um, so I was really happy when everything kind of calmed down as soon as my water broke. And then I just remember this huge smile coming on my face as soon as I realized she was almost here. It was amazing. Um, and I just wanted to like wait and not push for a few minutes. And I just let everything just calm down after everything that had just happened. Um, and I slowly pushed her out and maybe I think it was three pushes by the end of it, including the, um, water breaking one. And she was out and I pulled her out and it was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. Wow. That is so cool. What a cool birth story. Wow. So how has postpartum been for you guys? Postpartum has gone much better this time. Um, of course, she latched like right away and she has been, that's the only thing she wants to do is nurse. That's what <laughs> she's doing right this moment. <laughs> um, and I just had like, I had more friend support. Like I had a lot of, my mom was there with me almost every day with my first baby. And this time she wasn't really able to, but I just had so many friends like bringing me gifts and, you know, drinks and treats and food. And my birth team had prepped me freezer meals before I even had her. And I just had so much friend support that was so amazing. And it just really, it really healed my first experience, you know, having this new one and things being different and being more prepared. Um, yeah, it was just totally different. I think having just having people around can make such a difference too. You know, it can be sort of isolating when you're when you're alone with a baby and, and you have a toddler there too, but you know, you're just yeah. you're by yourself and just having people come and sit. Mm-hmm. That is enough sometimes, you know, just to make the difference in your day. So I'm glad to hear oh, it went yeah. so much better this time around. Thank goodness. Yeah, it was so much better. And have you been taking it a little easier this time? Did you I'm going to be honest, it was pretty impossible to take it easy. <laughs> yeah, with a two-year-old, that oh is God. a little bit tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a little. yeah, no, I definitely could not rest like I did the first time. Oh, I was planning all these um, Netflix series and shows. I'm like, I'm going to watch this one and this one. I think I made it through like one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's disappointing. <laughs> but it was still so much better. <laughs> So how does your birth center birth compare to your home birth? Um, I feel like I made it really clear this time that I wanted, like, please only step in if I need you. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, you know, everything took a weird turn and I did need, you know, some, you know, running points on what to do for this baby who wouldn't engage. Um, But, you know, my midwives knew that. I, I would instruct them, <laughs> you know, like my water broke and I was like, is it clear? <laughs> and I'm like, who's behind me with wipes, which, you know, I just felt like I was going to poop, but surprisingly I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's I did a relief, right? <laughs> Even with the oil, I'm, I'm very surprised. I'm hoping Seriously? that that's a running streak for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good for you. <laughs> oh, but still I was yelling at my, not yelling, but I was like, Who's behind me? Who has the wipes? It was just like the new doulas behind me. I'm like, they don't know. <laughs> like they don't know what to do. So I don't know what's coming team. at them. <laughs> Literally. 
That's my so birth funny. team is never going to let me live it down. They're like, who's, <laughs> who's behind me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then I remember saying in the middle of like a break of a contraction, I'm like, thank you for covering my butthole <laughs> when oh I was pushing gosh. her. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> Isn't it funny the things that we, that we, fixate on and a lot of them melt away during labor but some of them don't you know yeah. some of them they're like right there at the forefront of your mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know and as soon as like she was presenting I'm like our heart tone's okay like and then you know as I'm trying to pull her out I'm like do I have her like is it you know all those little like I just need a little help here and there Mm-hmm. to grab this slippery baby coming out of oh, yeah. <laughs> Matt Dropper. Well, that's Sorry. really cool that that's okay. And then in those couple years you really figured out like how you wanted to do it and you you sounds like you got what you wanted <laughs> in your home. Yeah. Life. Yeah. It's awesome to have people who will respect that too. I think that's, that's really right. important. So so what do you think in the future? What where do you see yourself? Do you Will you go into midwifery full-time, do you think? Or what oh, are your definitely. plans? Definitely. Definitely. Um, I mean, right now, I, I still call myself a doula because I still do a little doula work. I actually um, popped into the hospital while my friend had her second baby the other day. Thankfully, it was so fast and oh, easy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm still, I do a little bit, but I have to prioritize being on call for my birth center. So I just have to be really clear with the clients I do take on that um, I have backup doulas in place and then I have to prioritize the other births. But surprisingly, I still get a few clients here and there. Um, but my five-year plan, <clears throat> the city I live in actually does not have a birth center. It actually hardly even has a home birth midwife. Um, we recently got one and the main midwife in the area has been trying to retire for like maybe 10 years, um, which is a, a huge deal with midwifery. Like you, it's like hotel California. You can uh, try to leave, but you'll never get out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Um, so five-year plan is to hopefully be, um, getting a place to open a birth center within the five years. Um, I still have to, you know, get my certification. I think that's probably going to take about two more years between testing and, um, completing my births and catches and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll have everything close to being ready in five or seven years. That's fantastic too. And and yeah, most people don't get started on their dreams so young. So, you know, you kind of have a leg up. That's amazing. Yeah. I hope. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing those stories. That was, those were incredible stories. Um, I have one more question for you. Do you have any must have products for you or your baby? especially since you're right in the thick of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will definitely say my favorite product I've been using um, is the Haka. It is awesome. You're the second one to to recommend that. Oh my (laughs) goodness. It's amazing. I've stashed up so much milk. I feel like this time I prepped a lot more for postpartum and I bought, you know, a lot of different things like the Earth Mama spray and the um, bottom balm, 
Um, and I like had a huge basket and array of things to help me with postpartum. Um, last time I would get super anxious, just like, you know, right as the sun's going down, I'm like, okay, Mm. night is coming. It's going to be stressful. And so I would just go into these anxiety attacks. Um, so this time I feel like I was, I was really mature about it and I didn't just put it to the side and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get things and actually be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. Um, so rescue remedy has these little pastilles, they call them, um, which they're just little lozenges essentially. So I bought a whole bunch of those and then I had like the homeopathic dropper of rescue remedy. And I, um, I really liked utilizing CBD that really helped me a lot, um, to just stay relaxed and calm in those periods that I knew I was going to be anxious. Yeah. Isn't it funny that I've struggled with that too, with, especially with my first with when it would, when night would come and then I couldn't get ahead of it. I would, every night I would feel so anxious until one day. Yeah. It's just so weird, you know? Like, you know, at least least we have some tips now. Yeah. (laughs) You can manage it. Yeah. I feel like a lot more moms experience it than I've heard experience it because my friend had the exact same occurrence, like just before nighttime would happen. She just gets so anxious. And and it's a weird thing to kind of describe because I didn't realize that it was happening until it was happening consistently for months. And then I'd finally put it together, like every night around five, six, you know, depending on the how dark it would get, how early, yeah, I would get that feeling. It was just, yeah, it, it was tough. It, that made things even, you know, you're tired and I'm sure that plays into it. But mm-hmm. yeah, being proactive about it is really smart. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely had, that was my most utilized tool, this postpartum. Well, that's awesome because I'm definitely going to look into that for this time <laughs> Yeah, around. thank you for sharing that. Yeah, so, of course. Taylor, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, I have a website. It's bhavanamamabirth.com. Um, if you don't know how to spell bhavana, it's B-H-A-V-A-N-A. Um, so you can reach me there. And I'm on Instagram at that same name, uh, without the birth. And I think that is all, really. Yeah, and we'll we'll link to both of those things in the show notes so people sure. can get in touch with you. And we really appreciate you coming on. You are a wealth of knowledge, and I'm sure as you learn and experience more, you'll just be even more and more knowledgeable. It's really incredible what you're doing. Thanks, I appreciate it. And thanks for being on. Yeah, it was great talking to you guys. Taylor's two experiences were so different, and it's such a good reminder to us as moms to take each day at a time during pregnancy and postpartum. Thanks so much to Taylor for telling your stories today. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at birthnaturally and give us a five-star rating on iTunes so others can find us. Thanks.